Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Stan C at your service. To my right, ravishing Ro Moran. And once again, we are without our third man, Ravi Raf Camus. I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no jokes for him today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sucks when, you know, when, when work and your day job gets in the way. So you know, he helps when he can. And we've but, uh, come to accept that. Yeah, but we, Stan and I, are holding down the number two. 24th ranked podcast in the sports and recreation section of iTunes. We don't know how we did it again. Yeah. <laughs> so whoever you are who, who is supporting us, thank you. Thank you very much for making us open the year strongly. Now, first things first, we got to apologize. Uh-huh. Because we promised to deliver the SGP Awards show last week. That didn't happen. Maybe we should just run down the, the results real quick. Yeah, sure. We can do that. Uh, while I'm loading... Wala, wala fanfare. Yeah. Sorry, guys. While I'm loading the uh, yung file, uh, let's just explain really quickly what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually went in and oh. we recorded everything in between the holidays. Oh. We had everything all planned out. We had all the ballots, all the nominees, all the awards, and all that shit. Like, sayang pa oras. We could have just stayed home. Yeah. We, yes. spe- we spent, like, two hours in the booth actually doing this uh, during the holidays. Only for us to find out now when it was editing time, all of six seconds. That's all that was saved. I think I didn't. Has that happened before here? Yes, it has with other stuff I've recorded. Okay, that's Now he podcast related. No, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, so. Well, I isolated incident. Yeah, so it does happen. Uh, you know, a bit of human error, a bit of technical error, but we did promise no, it's, to. It's all technical, I think. A bit of human. No, I, I can tell you. It's a bit of human error on really? my end. On my end. Yeah. Go ahead. Because uh, anyway. if you don't highlight the entire file, it doesn't save. Ah, uh, okay. tayo. We were all in such a rush now. Yeah, you know, we finally did it. Last episode of the year, all that shit. So, yeah, that's okay, what happened. So, yeah, yeah. We're just going to run down the results real quick for you. All right. Your rookie of the year was Chad Gable. Oh. Most improved of the year was a tie between John Sebastian and Roman Reigns. Mm. The, uh, hashtag the struggle went to Dolph Ziggler. Flop of the year was the Divas Revolution. Podcast of the year. The SGB Podcast! Yeah, thank you for uh, no, for sucking our dicks. <laughs> Expression of the year was two. Most two? Uh, no? Yeah, two. Two. Okay. Yeah. Right, wait, wait, wait. I, I just want to rehash my, my... When we originally recorded the this episode, yeah. but for the Revo Nation. Yeah. So, uh, really quickly, I want you to tweet us at underscore Sansi, underscore Caveman Camus, underscore Rosewar, underscore the SGP Podcast. Your personal understanding of the Sioux chant. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Dra- I'm not knocking the the chant. I think it's funny, but I just want to know what it means, and I want to ask you what it means for you. Because I think everybody has their own understanding. Because means an ibayo application niya, na pag means an pag hindi mo na expect yung Sioux na dumating, dumarating siya. Yeah. So I just want to know 
what it personally means to you. And I think we'll never have a unified answer for this one. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want. Yeah. I just want to know what it means to different people. Yeah, so just let us know and tweet us. Uh, next award, most promising wrestler went to Finn Balor. Mm, Entrance team yeah. of the year was a tie between Bombay Suarez and Asuka. Manager of the year went to Paul Heyman. Swerve of the year, Seth Rollins' is cash in. Uh, what the fuck moment of the year? Bail, but though. No, no, no. It was the I was Love Quadrangle. Thank you. Love Quadrangle. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I did vote for Bail, though. No, we all did. Um, promo of the Not year everyone. was Paul Heyman's Latin Prayer promo, mm-hmm. unanimously. Mm-hmm. Team of the year was The New Day. Mm-hmm. Female wrestler of the year was Sasha Banks. Right. Male wrestler of the year, Seth Rollins. And here's, here's another reason why we hate that the last episode just went to dust. Uh. We created a new award called the Legacy Award, uh. which basically commemorates everybody who passed away from the wrestling industry in the year 2015. Uh. And... You know, that was supposed to be a huge montage yeah. of, of sound bites. You know, and just us pouring one that? out for all of these legends. I think, we still, I, guess we, I think we still do this for this episode. Just really quickly, Kamos, uh, please edit in the sound bites for, the, for each name. Just one quick sound bite. Leave it in, leave this in, and then please run it down for us, Dan. All right, the 2015 Legacy Award winners are Dusty Rhodes. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard times. Rowdy Roddy Piper. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Vern Gagne. Nick Bockwinkle. Let me kill Mr. And bear. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we just couldn't resist. <laughs> and finally, the last award of the year, match of the year, went to Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kota Ibushi, Wrestle Kingdom 9. Highest, almost unanimous. Yeah. So, well-deserved. A majority, not unanimous, majority. Well-deserved awards. Uh, nothing, no, nothing too outrageous, unlike last year's People, People's Choice uh, Theme of the Year uh, award. Y- y'all fuckers voted for Tyler Breeze. Yeah. So, we're happy that this year's awards went the way it did. And now, now that we're into 2016, we're six days in. We're recording this on Wednesday, January 6th. And it's been three days into the wrestling week, and so much has happened. So, so much is so about much. to happen. It's it's crazy. Like I don't recall a January now. I'm this excited. Oh no! If I don't, it wasn't. But I can't. I can't. I can't find the words to explain the craziness that is about to, that has happened and it has about to happen. I mean, let, let's put it this way: uh, when the new year rang in, uh, when we rang in the new year at midnight, mm. January one, uh, the first thing I was thinking about uh, on the wrestling uh, in the wrestling world was Wrestle Kingdom ten. Uh, so I was excited for that. Yeah. 
But I wasn't thinking about anything that would happen in between Wrestle Kingdom 10 and the Royal Rumble. Mm. We were only two days removed from WK10, and holy shit, it's like the entire wrestling world was turned on its head. Uh, it wasn't the morning after uh, no, Wrestle Kingdom 10. We, I, I'm sure you've all known this by now. You all know this by now. We received some interesting rumors that four of New Japan's biggest stars were actually leaving the company this year, maybe even this month. And I, I mean, immediately after the biggest show of the year. Right, right. Um, I, I, I wouldn't know if this is unprecedented for, uh, for New Japan. Well, the way it's being handled right now, the way it's being covered right now is unprecedented. And the way that it's being presented to us is that they're all headed to WWE. So much so that WWE themselves uh, have acknowledged the rumor on their Twitter feed and on their website. Making their cheat name WWE.com. Yeah, and when does that ever happen? Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, do you think they should have uh, that, that it was the right move to acknowledge these rumors? I don't think so. Like really? I, I'm still in the camp now. They should have just spoken up about it when everything was confirmed, when they were ready to break the news. Oh, my. It's premature yung excitement. Eh. So, um, I- instead of just letting all of us know that, yeah, we, we nailed it. We signed Nakamura. We signed AJ Styles. All of those names. Um, now, now there's just more questions. Like, why is WWE fucking with us this way? Uh, there is an argument to be made now. They were kind of forced into showing their hand. By the whole rumors, because it's been a huge firestorm of of dirt lately, and yeah. you could argue na bahana pa nito silang ilabas na lang yung ano yung katotohanan. Well, in a way that neither confirms nor denies. Pero ganon din yun, di ba? Like yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you exactly. neither confirm oh, yeah, nor yeah. deny, it's as good as saying that. Yeah, pretty much, no, pretty much acknowledging the whole thing kind of confirms it, and it's. Unprecedented for the WWE because before, uh, no matter how big the rumors were, they would just ignore it until it was time to actually play the game. Yeah. So I don't know what is happening here. I I like to think that there is a wrinkle because in that both Carl Anderson and Shinsuke Nakamura are still contracted to the, to NJPW. So while they are still contracted. They cannot enter into any negotiations with any other promotion. Meanwhile, uh, for those who don't know, AJ Styles and Doc Gallows have been working without a contract as of late. So they're technically free agents at this point. Uh, yeah, I guess. With It's kind of being signed to a 7-day, 10-day contract without the actual contract. Yeah, so a non-guaranteed contract. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. No, without a contract. Ah, right. It's right. just um, a verbal agreement, I guess. Yeah. So, with that wrinkle, uh, I'm assuming... Wait, no, wait. I, I just thought of something. Because as of right now, they're not signed. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to actually get the four, or especially Nakamura and Anderson, to finally come to them by acknowledging these rumors and causing trouble for them with NJPW. That's underhanded, though. That's super underhanded. How long have you known Vince McMahon? Oh, I won't claim to know the guy, but yeah, yeah, his no, business no, practices I mean, have always been you oh, know, exactly. shady. But shit. Yeah, uh, what if the actual situation right now is they're leaving, but uh, they're not close to being signed yet? Or that New Japan doesn't know that this, sh- this shit is going down? Oh. And WWE just- No, they know. They know. Because uh, I think, uh, according to rumors, those four... 
gave their notices at, on, on the morning of Wrestle Kingdom. To Jado and Gado. Oh, in Bukhars. So, alam nila. But, uh, of course, um, being, uh, still being the Intercontinental Champion, spoiler alert, uh, they could not let Nakamura go that easily. Right, because if they did, it'll be Alberto El Patron all over again. Yeah, so if you start some shit, <laughs> if you stir the pot, yeah. maybe NJPW would be more willing to let Nakamura go. Because uh, he, he had some heat. And Nakamura has expressed someone in the past that he's always wanted yeah. to work in the WWE. It's underhanded and in a way it might not even be necessary considering that the four are finishing up anyway. Yeah. But maybe it's just them, you know, throwing some weight around and maybe making it easier for them to get the four. Or especially the two. Let's focus on AJ Styles a bit. Because um, as of New Year's Dash, which uh-huh. is the program right after Wrestle Kingdom 10 yeah, to New yeah, Japan, yeah. Yeah. AJ Styles has been kicked out of the Bullet Club. Yes. And he pretty much had his swan song already. Uh, mm. He had his goodbye in front of the, in front of the Japanese fans. Uh, Kenny Omega has assumed leadership of, New, of uh, Bullet Club. Uh-huh. And everybody has turned on AJ Styles. So now right. AJ Styles got a hero's farewell. Which is weird, though, because uh, Gallows and Anderson are leaving then. So how come they didn't get kicked out? <laughs> Oh, I know. It's, it's kind of weird. Now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it is pretty weird. Um, so It could also be that initially, maybe the reason for that is initially, AJ was the one who was going to leave first and maybe cross over first. Yeah. So, hindi nila pinlanong sabay-sabay silang aalis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, what we have on our hands is what people are starting to call the New Japan Exodus. Well, it's what we are starting to call it because I haven't heard anyone throw out that term yet. And, uh, you know, so it, it's I would a like to take case. ownership of this term. It's a curious case, this New Japan Exodus. Because uh, you know, we haven't really had something like this. When is the last time they had four huge names from a rival promotion jumping to the WWE or the other way around? Uh, I mean, you could you could probably argue that this happened um, in 1996 when Hall and Nash went to WCW. Sure. You can probably and argue the radicals. that. Yeah. And, and the radicals. But Hall and Nash weren't on the same level of stardom as the radicals. I will concede that. Oh, yeah, sure. Right? Um, and these four, well, not all of them, uh, but collectively, they would not be on the same level of stardom as the Radicals. Yes. So, it's also kind of unprecedented. Right, right. And, and, um, I guess it, it's just more, more mind-boggling because of the era in which we live. Oh, uh, I guess, Kasi yeah. Because nung, nung time Hall and Nash, there weren't, uh, dirt sheets weren't as prevalent as they, they are today. Mm. Whereas now, when you wake up, the first thing you'll probably read if you're a wrestling fan is a dirt sheet. Oh, uh. That's your morning paper. Or if you're a Spark Henry fan, The Grapevine. Yes. Shout out to all the Henry, Henry Knights out Henry there. Henry Knights. <laughs> I mean, it took me a second Henry to Knights. remember. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I guess the question now is, on a larger scale, what does this New Japan exodus mean for the entire wrestling landscape? Let's start with New Japan first. Oh, obviously, they're going to lose four big stars. They're going to lose arguably their biggest star. Well, arguably because Tanahashi could be either Tanahashi or Okada or Nakamura could be... Any of their biggest stars. Yeah. So they're one A, B, C. Mm. Uh, Nakamura is obviously the most, arguably then, the most beloved. Isn't Nakamura the most mainstream, though, among the yes. three? Yes. No, Tanahashi is pretty mainstream as well. Okay. Uh, I, they're both equally beloved. Right. So, but at this point, uh, I think Nakamura has done all he could with the championship. And he doesn't need the world, uh, the heavyweight championship. So you're saying that it, while he does leave a void, the void that he leaves is it, it can be supplanted eventually by a younger yeah, star. Yeah, one of the main issues with uh, the main event scene in New Japan is that it really just does rotate 
between Nakamura Okada, Tanahashi, and to a certain extent AJ Styles. Uh-huh. So those four have, or well, those the three of them have traded the heavyweight championship last year. Yeah. While Nakamura is happy with the Intercontinental Championship, which is pretty much his championship. Yes. So that, those are the four fixtures in the main event scene. So by taking out two of them, you shake things up. Like for example, you already have the, you already have the example, the, the route of Kenny Omega cha- challenging for the Intercontinental Championship. Yes. That's already a good shakeup of the status quo in itself. And and it kills two birds with one stone because oh. it resolves the AJ Styles problem mm. and the Nakamura problem. Yeah. If Omega is the one who's supposed to take the belt off of uh, Nakamura. Uh, New Japan fans are going to be sad about this uh, development and no doubt. And I can't blame them because uh, Styles and Nakamura at the very least are really beloved. But I can't also deny that it's pretty exciting because you're going to shake up uh, a totem pole or a, a status quo that is pretty much formulaic. Yeah. So, I, I like this for them. I just want to know if it is because of any problems with the organization. Which is weird uh, for, for an outsider like myself because uh. I it's well, not we're that all I outsiders. Follow, I mean, I, I don't follow New Japan as closely as say Lance, sure, uh, sure. you know, Lance Ong, our, our resident Puro guy from mm. Smart Henry. Mm. You know, he follows his shit really, really closely. Yeah. I don't. So I've always had this idea in my head that the way New Japan is run is way better than the way WWE is run. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it, sure, it, it, sure. It's more sane. It's more logical. Because you don't hear Puro fans all upset at you know at this time of the year. Uh-huh. But why did he get the push? Why is he getting buried? Whereas in WWE, these these complaints are so common. Uh, no, you just don't hear it because you're not in that environment. You know, uh, I I have seen this. You know, these you know, these opinions pop up now that I've uh, tried to get along with the New Japan crowd and. It's not as perfect. The wrestling might be good, but it's not as the the whole booking situation is not as perfect as you think. Okay, um, so we we talked about Styles and Nakamura, but if you take away Anderson and Gallows, how big of a hole do they leave? It's a Bullet Club. Yeah. Uh, well, they were the former tag team champions, so now that uh, they've dropped the titles to Great Bash Shield. Yeah. Sorry for spoiling you. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's fine because at least. There will always be gaijins to replace people in the Bullet Club. Well, and you still have Tamatonga and Badlock. Sure, Tale, sure, right? but you know they're not the most annoying. They're not the biggest names in the group in the faction, and at this point, it is interesting to see how Bullet Club is going to evolve. Because you have to admit it, if AJ is gone, the whole thing has pretty much jumped to shark. Yeah. Uh, so let's see if Omega can hold it up. Is it possible, though, that, you know, that the Bullet Club doesn't last long moving forward? Because, remember, the NWO... It is entirely possible, yeah. Because the NWO started to break apart when mm. they had their own little factions within uh-huh. NWO. You know, Wolfpack and... Fuck, I sure. the other one. Uh, Maine and uh, Hollywood. Yeah, there, there. So, what I'm trying to say is now that Bullet, uh, Bullet Club has lost its leader uh-huh. and it could very well have lost its glue guys... Uh-huh. It depends on who's coming to New Japan, I guess. But I get. I think Omega is pretty much magnetic enough to hold the group for now. But we'll see. Uh, there are a lot, again, as I said, there are a lot of gaijin to replace the holes left in the Bullet Club. 
All right. So now that we've... Um, Haku is in the fucking group, man. Actually, yeah. Now that we've covered that, though, on the New Japan side, let's talk about the WWE side. Because there will be... Com- uh, there, there no, no, will no. Be before we talk about... Okay, the WWE side. Yeah, there will be consequences from top to bottom. Right? There is the obvious question, uh, will they go straight to the main roster? Will they go to NXT? When do they appear? Do they appear at the Rumble? You have all these questions just popping up one after the other. Okay, uh, the rumor is Styles and Nakamura are not headed to NXT. Even though Nakamura has expressed that he would like to... Uh, to take some time to learn the WWE sure. style. But I think they're good enough. I don't think they need to learn. Because the, the WWE style now is a mix of a whole a whole range of uh, different styles. Percy Gallows has been in WWE. Yeah, he spent four sure. years there. Does he, he brought the go- WWE style to Japan. So does he have to go and back just to NXT? mix the Japanese style with that. Uh, Gallows... Shea if question mark para sa akin eh. Me asterisk Shea. Uh, I think the mid if he goes to the main roster, he'll be landing on the mid card, and the mid card is pretty stacked right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he has enough pull with the casual WWE fan. The old WWE fan, if they are if they were watching long enough, they would remember him as Luke Gallows or as Festus. Luke or Gallows, no, Luke, Luke Gallows, <laughs> Luke Gallows, and he wasn't a big enough name unless you really push uh, his time. In Japan, which isn't also that much to speak of, uh, relative to the others who are coming in. The way I look at Gallows right now, he's being treated with the same reverence as Matt Bloom was when he came back as Tensai. Numbumalik siya as Tensai, people were building up his time in Japan. Yeah, tonight, sure. You know, because he was giant Bernard. But yeah, it doesn't always that. translate to the casual WWE fan. He could have uh, a Rhino like NXT run. Uh-huh. And prob- if there's space for him, he'll go up to to the main roster. Among the four, see si Carl Anderson, you sure I will get the NXT treatment first. Sure, and, I don't. I don't think he'll mind it. And I wouldn't mind seeing him there either. But I, I guess and, you know what? Hasn't seen him. It's not even a bad thing because NXT is going to grow this year. Yeah, because they're going to be a touring brand. Yeah, there, exactly. And you know, uh, you, the point I was trying to bring up now for someone like me who isn't that familiar with his work, it'll give me time to acclimate to him in in a, in a. No, because you're looking at it, you know, in you're looking at it as a uh, a training ground or a developmental facility, which it which we have to admit that NXT is not is no longer. You know, it is for some of the greener uh, performance center products, but as a whole, it's not even developmental anymore. I guess weird lang kasi yung presentation nila. Um, the, the presentation of the talent, regardless of how the talent has developed in his career. Mm. It, um, I've, For now, I, yeah. As but, a viewer, I've been conditioned that if someone comes along to NXT, whether or not experienced or magaling siya, I'm being trained to perceive this guy a certain way. Such that when they debut on the main roster, I have a conditioned response to this guy. Sure, okay. So that's, that's a point of view uh, where well, I'm that's gonna ch- I think that's going to change this year. I wouldn't mind it changing if it means that NXT becomes a separate brand on its own and uh, we get to have some sort of brand split. Sure. Because with the roster being this deep and this stacked, I think the brand split is what we need now more than ever. I think it's funny. If AJ Styles goes to the main roster, it's, it is a weird thing for Samoa Joe. Yes, I agree. Because he's down there. Again, this is me. Uh, this is... This is in the context of NXT as still the breeding ground. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be weird to say, okay, they're just as good. You know, they're both on the same level. But though, but one of them is 
down there and the other one is up here. If AJ Styles uh, actually does make it to WWE, I, y- yung, yung standards that Samoa Joe got, AJ Styles has to either meet or, or surpass. Lang. Like, AJ no, no, Styles no. has to keep his name. He has to have the same, basically the same privileges. He can't sure. be, he can't be AJ Stylish or whatever the fuck you know WWE mm. decides to name him. He has to just be AJ Styles. Like mm. he is that huge of a star. Not calling him by any other name will no, be so. No, uh, that's vile. not that, that. That won't be a problem. I think. Uh, I think WWE would not be stupid enough to mess that up. Even see Nakamura. Yeah, sure. Gallows and Anderson. No, well, maybe I no, would understand. No, because uh, you have Kenta, who. Isn't Kenta anymore? I don't know. Um, w- with Nakamura, I'm I'm a, I'm a bit partial to him keeping his given. Yeah, name. no, I'm me too. But I don't think it's a it's gonna be in a it's gonna be guaranteed. Anyway, um, if AJ Styles debuts on the main roster, that means there's a bigger possibility that Samoa will eventually find his way to the main roster as well. Because you can't leave him unless Samoa Joe becomes the. Uh, the center, the centerpiece of new NXT, along with guys like Finn Balor, along with guys like uh, Sami Zayn, Hideo Itami. If NXT does indeed become a brand of its own, mm. do you still need to split the main roster, or can you take the collective NXT pool, merge it with the main roster, and then from there, sakamay split? You would need three-hour shows for both shows, for both brands. At this rate, then, uh, with with all of the talent that you've got. Mm. Here's another question, uh, and, and this is something I, I got from this Forbes article I, I read today. Mm. Is WWE doing something wrong, though, by bringing in veterans who have so much miles and so many injuries on their bodies Nah, you'll always have that asterisk, provided they remain healthy, attached to their names? I don't think it's something wrong, but I do think it's something, it, at this point, unnecessary. What do you mean unnecessary? They don't need them. To be honest with you, they don't. They're just... I guess, in a way, it's just them capitalizing on these wrestlers' desires to make it bigger. And at the same time, their own desires of being... Uh, of still keeping their spot as the number one wrestling company in the world. So it's a show of power. Flexing yes, of course. Their yes. It's unnecessary. But it's something they would like to do for themselves. So at the end of the day, the way I see it is, we're not going to win this. What we as the fans don't get to win this. Cause what do you mean? No, no, we will win this. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a lot of dream matchups happen. The fans win. Because even if it's a selfish show of power, it's theoretically and ideally done with the intention of making good wrestling. I hope that's the case. Because there's always the pessimistic side which errs on the side of caution. No, I, you'll, These guys are going get, to uh, get booked very, very poorly. Sure, but you also have to admit that Vince, on his own, would have never thought of getting these guys. So it was very much Triple H in his Yeah. Right? But, um, no, I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I would, I would assume that Triple H talked whoever is in charge of getting these, uh, into getting these guys. Because this is Triple H on Tune and Open Minded. Yeah. You know it. Right. So, um, how about... On a macro level, okay, the business as a whole. What okay, does this first of all, mean? ROH, who is partnered with uh, NJPW and uh, Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre, uh, the oldest Lucha Libre promotion in Mexico, are both partnered with NJPW. They're going to suffer a bit, just a bit, because they can no longer have guys like 
Nakamura and AJ Styles on their shows. That's ano, that's gonna be a hit. But it's fine because they they're still gonna have Okada and Tanahashi and all the other guys. That is fine. But there's just one less name attraction for them, I guess. Uh huh. As a whole, uh, I think for the indies as a whole, it means that there is no longer any indie stigma that would prevent them from making it in the WWE. I said before, the WWE used to favor those they had homegrown. Yeah. So now, as long as you're good, as long as you have international recognition, which is uh, a lot to say considering around like five years ago, people were laughing at, or the WWE was treating Daniel Bryan like nothing because he was... Famous in the Indies, but now it's a complete 180. Here, uh, you know, just to add to your point, mm. I think it further legitimizes New Japan to those who aren't very aware of them. Oh yeah, yeah. As a brand, yeah, that's diba? a good point. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, two years ago, I wasn't aware of New Japan uh, wrestlers. I didn't know who Tanahashi was. I didn't uh. know who Nakamura was. And and two years later, I'm 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 excited for Wrestle Kingdom 10. Mm-hmm. So imagine if there are others like me who are now just really into finding out what happens in New Japan on the biggest show of the year and then now recognizing these names and knowing that they're going to WWE I'm going to want to check out more New Japan right it's, I want to see where the next big star is going to come from yeah it's funny isn't it in this selfish display of power uh, the WWE inadvertently helped other promotions by giving them you know secondhand recognition yeah because, like, I guess, um, from my experience, now I want to know about Kenny Omega. Yeah. I want to know all about him. I want to watch his promos, watch his matches and all that, and see uh, why this guy is, as you say, magnetic enough to keep Bullet Club together for, for the time being. Kenny Omega was uh, no, a former developmental wrestler. Uh-huh. So, you know, so uh, th- those little things, about uh, trickle down from, from, the, uh, from the New Japan exodus. And... I am just so, so excited to see where this takes us. I want to be pessimistic about it like I always am. But this is one instance in which I just hope na, you know, things work out the very best they can. Uh, I hope it leads to another boom period. Because it's looking that way as a whole. Uh, ever since 2014, ever since 2015. Yeah. Uh, the rise of NXT, uh, the ascension of indie stars... It's looking like we're going uh, to a boom period, and I hope it stays consistent. Now, with that being said, we look to the future, and our immediate future concerns the Royal Rumble. Yes. And there was a huge announcement this week on Raw, in case you haven't seen it yet. The Royal Rumble will not be for the number one contendership for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. Instead, it'll be for the championship itself. Huge. And it makes sense. It's not... It's the, the one thing I like about this... Well. The major thing, the main thing I like about this is this isn't just a gimmick yeah. for the sake of having a gimmick, for the sake of drawing people. Well, it is for drawing people, but not. it's not a gimmick for gimmick's sake. It's not a meme. Oh, right, right. Uh, it makes sense within the context of Vince McMahon, versus, uh, Roman Reigns versus The Authority. Uh-huh. Stack the deck against him, every odd, throw it his it way. It is a logical narrative move. And it helps Roman regardless of whether he wins or loses. 
Ang maganda dun sa move is that they took something existing, something that we expect would go this way, and then they turned it on its head. Yeah. The other direction. Which is entirely possible, man, because in 1992, Ric Flair won the championship yeah. via the Royal but Rumble. But it's been, well, only because it was vacant that time. So, yeah, so we've never had an existing champion or a current champion defending his title mm. at the Royal Rumble. Uh. But it was within the realm of possibilities, just that nobody really ever thought about it. Yeah, only nobody because, ever fantasy booked it. Yeah, because it was tradition that whoever won the Rumble gets a shot at WrestleMania. And I, I, I'm such a fan of taking these rules and then just bending them to the point that holy shit pwedeng apa yeah. like what they did with the money in the bank yeah. and that's why when when Vince McMahon announced this I was like this is excellent I love this and it's I know it's a move that is universally acclaimed for the first time yeah it was universally acclaimed and it helps Roman Reigns as a character yeah like no matter what the result is Roman comes out looking strong still looking strong if he loses yeah uh, he looks strong, and well, he has to come at number, come out at number one. Because yeah. Vince would be a stupid, evil boss if he doesn't make Roman go through the whole gauntlet. Mm. Like the only way in which they can really fuck this up is if Roman came out at number twenty-seven, and then it, if Roman would also, you know, not pull his weight in the match. Yeah, which at, I think at this rate. Everyone expects him not to pull his weight, yeah. and you know he would expect himself to do the mm. same. We just need uh, a really good booking of the last of the finish, yeah, the last few minutes, and then uh, and if he loses, it's fine because it's this is a really tough match to defend a championship in. Yeah, and um, I, I think I said this in my uh, raw report. Now, if Roman were to lose, it's a great way to transition it off him, yeah, to someone else. Oh, and um, actually. I wouldn't mind at all if he lost because it raises his stock, you know. Yeah. It, uh, it's another shot that you can't hold against him. And it's another claim for him to chase after the title again. Oh, and, Daniel Bryan, the and, title he never lost. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it would give him more heat against the authority. It's not something you can hold against him perception-wise. Now, okay, he lost, but it's a match you can anyone can easily lose. Yeah. It's tough to win. And since see, Roman is like R- Roman is on everyone's good graces right now, eh? yeah. So whoever eliminates Roman Reigns gets a ton of heat. Yep. Unless sobrang smarky ng crowd baby facing like eliminate kay Roman and then they start cheering for that guy, which at this rate they would be smart not to do. <laughs> I think they know naman. There are a lot of heels uh, waiting in the wings. You have a whole league of nations uh, looking looking good, and you have Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, who, who's most probably coming back for the Rumble. Who is my pick to win it, actually? Regardless of the championship implications. Yeah. Interesting. Why Brock, though? Well, uh, it's just Brock, you know? I'm excited for your surprise entrance because every year they have those, right? And this whole championship stipulation makes the Rumble even more a bigger, an even bigger deal. Yeah. They say, okay, um, it would be best if... There would be no stupid uh, old people entrants. Yeah, no legends. Neither one, no legends. But uh, a Chris Jericho, a Chris Jericho makes sense. Okay. Uh, the Bubba, the Dudley Boys make sense. Yeah. They say they can still go. Mm-hmm. But none of that bullshit. Like no hacksaw Jim Duggan and Sergeant shit. Sergeant Slaughter. No Sergeant yeah. Slaughter and shit. Yeah. You know, uh, no no Kevin Nash and shit. Ah, uh, uh, I, I get you. None of those guys who have no chance. Uh, the, of winning the Rumble and everyone knows it. Because it's 30 na nga lang eh. Oh. 30 na nga lang tapos magsasayang ka pa. Oh, and the jobbers should be kept to a minimum. 
Like, okay, you can have like a couple of dark horses, like maybe a Zack Ryder, maybe a Damien Sandow. Uh, Not even. I would just put Heath Slater in. That's it. No, Damon Sandow. No, people or, love Sandow. Or Heath people and Curtis People love Sandow. Axel. Oh, fine. Heath and Curtis Axel. Uh, my maximum is Ryder, Sandow, Heath, and Axel. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Those are the only jobbers who should have some sort of a chance of an underdog chance to win a championship. Yeah, I, I don't want to see Bo for an extended period of time. No Fandango. No no R-Truth. Young jo- put the jobbers who have some groundswell of fan support in the match. Because... Though that support is what will give him a fighting shot. Basically like Honma. Yeah. And then, uh, at this point, the WWE has to ante up the drama. Because no more, we can't have any more lame duck eliminations like we had in the past couple of years. Like Daniel Bryan from last year. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for how Kofi goes out. Yeah. This year, Na, mm. uh, now that we know that uh, stakes, um, how will the new day play into this? That's a gr- uh, that's another uh, question on my mind. Right. Um, and you know, if, if totoo talagang magdebut na AJ Styles and Nakamura, yeah. how will they come in? Mm. So that would be f- so much fun. Like like just the pop. Um, hell, AJ doesn't even have to be introduced. Like he he could just come out on the basis of pure face recognition. Yeah, yeah, of course, people. It's in, it's in Orlando. Uh, TNA territory Right, right So the, the fans will know him Everyone on TV will know him um, You know, the fans could be like Oh my god, it's him And I wouldn't give a shit I mean, the commentators But I could just go Oh my god, it's him He's here Without saying his name <laughs> Have him He's come here. in Have him come in There's gonna know. be a title card That says his name Kai Papano Yeah, fine <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, it's just me AJ and, Styles and Younger brother of Joey Styles Jeez. Now I'm excited for the Rumble. I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, hey, it was a really good move. Really yeah. good move. So mark your calendar. January 25, that is a Monday, Manila time. I wonder if this is the new creative direction no. I that we've, we've been hearing so much about. And you know, if it is, good for us. Good for us. We indeed. win. We win. So again, January 25, that's the Royal Rumble. I hear our friends from Fox will be broadcasting it live mm-hmm. on cable TV. So we're Walking Dead. Lapang Walking Dead. So rest assured, we can catch that together on Fox. Now, uh, we still have a couple minor things we got to talk about, particularly Charlotte and Becky, how the heel turn finally manifested itself on Raw. Uh, on Raw, yeah. So, I loved it. Um, I really thought Charlotte was a bitch. I mean, I know it's all the work and yeah. I know where it was going, but Jesus Christ, it was really well executed. And I really do think Charlotte is a perfect heel. None of that, no more of that face bullshit. Yeah. Bagay sa kanya. And ever since Charlotte first started the whole dirty tactics thing, I was telling you about this. About oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Now I was marking out the sense that ni Charlotte. I hate her. And I, I, I couldn't mark out because I really legit uh, did not like her at this point. And and Becky has done such a good job of being so endearing. Uh, I mean, you know, I have a crush on Becky Lynch, uh, but the fact that you know, so kawawa niya and cute at the same time. That man, how how can Charlotte treat you like that? You poor thing. I'm glad. I'm so glad that she won on Raw. Yeah, because she didn't look like a jabroni mm, for one. It made sense. Yeah, everything, everything made good. everything made sense. She she winning, her winning, and Charlotte uh, beating her up. And you know, if they make this about the Divas Championship for uh, you know at the for Royal the Rumble. Rumble. I wouldn't mind. It's it would be the best uh, Divas Championship storyline we've had for a while. Since uh, since they got called up. Yeah, and it's kind of sad that it doesn't involve Paige. Or Sasha. Yeah. But it's we can take what we can get. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're good with that. Yeah. And another new stable is formed in the form of the Social Outcasts. So this is 3MB version 2016. Uh, 4MB. 
Foreign B pala. Sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you got Heath, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and Adam Rose. Ano yung pinagalaban nila? The fact that they're social outcasts. Really? That's I, it? I kid you not. That's the, it. The fact that everybody just pays them no mind. They want attention. They're taking what's theirs. And he took a win over Dolph Ziggler. Mm. So, Poor Ziggler. Yeah. Um, Curtis Axel is still playing up in Where's Axel bullshit. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's playing that up. But Bo he's Dallas, there. Yeah. That's him. Yeah, Where's but, Axel? He's right here. Um, I think backstage with, with Rich Brennan... Heath asked uh, Curtis Axel, where is Axel? He goes, I'm right here. Like that. <laughs> so it's kind of dumb. Uh, Bo is still his Bo Leave self. Yeah. Adam Rose. Is his Rose Bush self? No, Bush he's not self? the Rose Bush self. Eh? He's a bit unhinged. Okay. Well, he's been unhinged for a while now. A little bit more unhinged. Okay. Than we were used to seeing him with the so Rose Bush segments. He is the heater yeah. of the group. Yeah. Weirdly. And then si Bo yung parang... Siya yung savior nila. Yeah. He just goes, Bo Leave. And you know, with, with the thumbs up and all that shit. So that is interesting. Uh, I think what is good about this whole new creative direction, I, if we can call it, if this is what we can call the creative direction of 2016, is that okay? I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to jinx it. But it looks like more and more people are having more reasons to be doing something, to be yeah. something. Even when you go down to the lowliest angle, like. Uh, Titus versus Stardust. At least, even though it's been done over and over again, they're feuding, or they have been built up with their vignettes and their interactions over time. Basically, hindi nila sinasayang yung pagbayad sa kanila. Sure, yeah. Right? Um, I, I agree. Like, I think na it's been a long time coming for these guys, for mm. Heath Slater to be relevant again, to be talked about again. And it's again. about time because uh, the, the, the roster has been ravaged by injuries. Yeah, so, you know, you know there are it some voids. Them, eh. it, took, it took them so long to finally do something with these people. Yeah, without guys like Cesaro, uh, Daniel Bryan. It, I guess it's high time for someone to take to take their place. It just so happens lang. Or, or you know, I, I guess it's just unfortunate na somebody like Ziggler got in the way. Uh, or, you know, that he had to eat the loss. Or somebody like Tyler Breeze is on the main has, roster uh, and is aimlessly going nowhere. Sure. Well, so, you, I mean, can't have any, you can't have something for everyone. You know. it, it's a give and take thing. I mean, I'm I'm happy for for the members of the social outcasts. Uh. I'm happy for the League of Nations. Mm. I just hope na hindi to ningas kugon na it keeps going <laughs> forward for everybody. And you know, um, the the no, ball I doesn't think, just stop I think at randomly. This point, I think at this point, then, uh, it isn't because there's only an idea for some people, or you know, some people are favored more than others. I think it's just more of Okay, we have ideas for these guys, but at this point, we don't really have ideas for the other guys. Yeah. Or some other guys have to be sacrificed for these guys to get for these guys to have their time. Okay, that uh, the latter bit makes sense. Uh, that latter point makes sense to me. Um, so you you were taking the you know four of the most overlooked, the four of the most compromised uh, employees, talent on the roster, and when you take those. Uh, when you take someone of that status, Shemper, you're gonna run over guys who have had more luck than them. Yeah, you know. So what else? What else go then? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, someone has to be the sacrificial if, lamb. If, if they have to go over, it has to be someone who is more over than them. Like right. they can't go over uh, people that are less over, over than they are, or you know, must jabroni than them. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it wouldn't make any impact. Right. Right. All right. Um, you want to talk about Wrestle Kingdom ten, like specific matches or specific events. Uh, 
I would, but I haven't seen the whole show yet. It's uh, neither have I actually. It's four. It's four hours. If you want to watch the pre-show, that's an extra two hours. Yeah, so it's six hours overall. Yeah. Um, here's here's one thing though that I will share. Um, it's okay if you get tired at some point. It is really tiring. Yeah. So okay lang. I mean, um, I will admit while watching Nakamura versus AJ Styles, there were some points that I kind of lost focus, and I would drift off. And then they would do something that would just snap me right back in. Uh. So because I like it happens to me. When I'm in the right mindset, I like the slower matches. And I like the slower part of the matches. Eh? Uh, coupled with the outstanding work Matt Stryker did on commentary, I was No able- thanks to Kevin Kelly. Yeah, no thanks to Kevin Kelly. Uh, if you're hating on Matt Stryker, who is uh, at times hateable, at times likable, it's only because Kevin Kelly, who was supposed to be the play-by-play guy, uh, did not really contribute as much as he should. Yoshitatsu, we... You know, he... Hardly said a lot of things, but that's okay. We know he couldn't really articulate himself well in English. Yeah. But Kevin Kelly was supposed to be there. He was supposed to be the senior broadcaster who has more experience doing play-by-play. And he couldn't do it for some reason. And that's how Matt Stryker was uh, or had to inevitably bring out his markish side to to commentate. Yeah. And again, you can't... I, I cannot... Personally, fault him for that. No, I love Matt Stryker's performance, regardless yeah. of what people say, yeah. regardless of yung flaws ng entire oh. panel nila. Yeah, I think Matt Stryker saved that panel. Yeah, yeah, he did his best. Uh, he had to do his best because he had no choice, yeah. right? Otherwise, the product would have suffered. Um, I, I think it really helped nga na you had Matt Stryker there for the second straight year. Because for for viewers like myself who aren't as familiar with the New Japan product, mm-hmm. right? It helps to have somebody contextualizing these things. Yeah, and he did a really good job. And it could have been someone like Mauro Ronaldo, but Mauro's doing SmackDown this week. Yes. So, yeah. Um, my favorite match from from the show, at least from what I've seen, is Ishii versus Shibata. Ah, God damn it. Oh, no, no, it's fine. I love, I love Ishii. I love Shibata. But uh, they did put out a great match. But uh, at this show, for once, the main event overshadowed everything. I'm glad you thought so, though. I mean, I haven't seen the main event. Mm. But I have heard that it, it is quite a while. Like Sabini Lands, you'll need a cup of coffee to get you through it. You need no. You know what you need? It's a traffic. <laughs> in it's a traffic going here. I was able to finish the whole match, and I was you. I wasn't even halfway uh, going here. Shit, good for you. So I haven't seen it uh, for the past couple of years. Because the Intercontinental Championship match has taken has stolen the spotlight, one way or another. That's why Nakamura Ibushi was match of the year. Yeah. And this time, it finally happened. I guess the stars aligned. I guess it was because Ibushi was too injured to work uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Um, probably because uh, the main event had way more time than any match on the card. Maybe that's one big factor. But it was really great. It was uh, a marathon that you would not believe. If any company does marathon matches really well, it's New Japan. Just really quickly, back uh, back to Nakamura and the Intercontinental title match. I expected him to really up the pomp and circumstance. Mm. Like, oh, right. it was like really weird. It was really elementary ng entrance. Niya. Maybe it was because they were leaving. You know, but all the more, it should have diba? been bigger. Yeah, yeah. if you're leaving, I that's your it. fucking swan song. You're supposed to go all out. And it, he went all out last year. Mm. This year, what? I was what? expecting. I was expecting AJ to win only because uh, at the time, I knew that only Nakamura was looking... Looking seriously at going to WWE, yeah. And then it turns out that 
four of them wanted to go. So that explains why AJ didn't win the belt. Yung, the show of respect at the end of Nakamura uh-huh. versus AJ Styles. Um, believe it or not, shit, he might get kicked out of the Bullet Club after this. Okay. So when when I saw the spoilers, that hey, AJ Styles got kicked out of Bullet Club, I was like, oh shit. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a good way of foreshadowing, of, yeah, of yeah. planting the seeds. Um, back to um, Ishii Shibata. That was the first time I've seen a match from both men. So I was asking Ro, who's the, who's the baby face? Who's the heel? And he's like, neither. They just are. It's true. I, I, I challenge you to watch the match and tell me who is a face and who is a heel. No, una, I was leaning towards calling Shibata the face. And it Ishii is the heel. Nominally, you're right. Nominally. Uh-huh. Um, on paper, Shibata would be the face. He would... He is more facey than Ishii on paper. And because of that, obviously, Ishii is a heel. But they're both unaffiliated with any faction. Uh, Ishii is with Chaos. Okay. So so Ishii comes out. And I've never seen Ishii in my life. Sure. And w- the moment he comes out, I'm like, this guy looks like he belongs in the Yakuza. Like, he legitimately fucking belongs in the Yakuza. Why do you think I got a shirt? <laughs> Shit. The, uh, the yeah. only reason why I don't have an, uh, a Shibata shirt is because there is no Shibata shirt. So, you know, I was just overwhelmed. I was like, look at this guy. He's five foot five, but I would not want to challenge this man to a duel. Oh. Not at all. This guy would murder me. Mm. So, well, again, did you think he was a heel? Um, I, I thought he was a heel. But, I, you know, like midway through the match, I was like, I don't care. Exactly. I told you. Just, they just are. Yeah, you know, it just blew my mind. Um, an, uh, uh, another pair of guys that blew my mind at Wrestle Kingdom 10 were the Briscoes. Okay. So they're another pair I haven't seen before. Jesus you know, Christ. I, I've heard of them. Jesus I've Christ. seen I've seen Jay Briscoe's photo, okay. but I haven't seen them work. So I knew that they were. They had this like wild redneck thing going on. But to see them actually on display was there's a, reason a why, sight to see. There's a reason why Jay Briscoe was the last uh, ROH champion before Jay Lethal. Uh, they, they gave me this feeling that these are two guys you wouldn't want to mess with. Mm. And I guess a lot of the time, um, uh, uh, you know, as, as much as wrestlers wouldn't want to hear this, sure. a, a lot of wrestlers do look like guys you could mess with. Okay. Like, Tyler Breeze looks like someone a bigger dude than Hindi wrestler could mess with. Sure. If Baron Corbin wasn't a wrestler, I could imagine him punking Tyler Breeze out. Yeah. So, um, you know, with, with all of these guys and... And guys being the built of Finn Balor being more of the norm than the exception. Sure. Seeing guys look legitimately so so tough and hardened. Like Despite the being, you know, not big yeah. in the traditional sense. Right. You know, not, not appreciate good. Oh. So that's why that's why I'm marking out over Ishii oh. and the Briscoes right oh. now. So there. Um, okay. You know, uh, I, I guess this is why I, I love Wrestle Kingdom season. It's it's that one time of the year I can really dedicate to you know looking forward to New Japan because WWE season is kind of down. Sure. So yeah. Uh, minor thoughts. Uh, I just wish the Young Bucks didn't win the champ uh, the Junior Tag Team Championships again. They're good at what they do, but I really wish uh, Ricochet and Seidel had more time to shine. Because at this point that championship, those championships are a hot potato. They've been passed around so much over the last year. That I really wish someone would just hold on to him and be dominant. The yep. way the Bullet Club has been dominant with uh, IW- IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. I with Seidel and Ricochet. I was expecting a lot from them. I, well, it's, I, I it's, guess because they were the ones... eight men in the match. Yeah, but out of the eight men, they're the recognizable to me and they sure. seem like the biggest baby faces. Uh, well, if 
if that was what you were looking for, then this match wasn't the one to watch for them. Right. Okay. Um, ano pa ba? Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen Naito versus Goto. Yeah. And I haven't seen the main event. So, yun, yun palang hindi ko na papanood. Okay. Uh, I'm looking. I don't know how Naito versus Goto was, but I'm looking forward to that. GBH versus Gallows and Anderson was fun. Okay. Yeah, I will say that. A- any match with Honma is fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I enjoyed last last year's match uh, that, that Honma had. This this year, though, was way better. The payoff is just nice. Okay. Right. Um, picks of the week, Papadayo? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I think sure. we, we went yeah, through it now. Well, okay, I'm going to say pick of the week. My pick of the week is the main event. All right. And my pick of the week is Ishii versus Shibata. Legit, both of them legit match of the year contenders. So, yeah, um, if you're looking out for early contenders for our 31 Days of Wrestling 2016, yeah. you can bet your ass that those two matches are now on our radar. Young. All right. So, well, a lot of that, you know, a lot of the show is on our radar. I actually wanted to, I wish I would, you know, I wish I would have been able to say in the, the Nakamura match would have been my pick of the week, but it just didn't hold up to the main event. It, it was just that good. It didn't hold up to the standard that Nakamura and Ibushi set from last oh, year. Oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah. But only because Ibushi is a spring chicken and AJ Styles is getting up there. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Uh, before we get out of here, just a few announcements as we always do. Number one, PWR Live is happening at the end of the month. January, January 30. 30. I Academy Auditorium, same place. And we've got a card lined up already. It's been announced. You can check it out on the PWR Facebook page. You can also check it out on smarthenry.ph. Uh, Ralph Imabayashi, the new champion, will be there. Mm-hmm. You've also got several matches already lined up. Chris Panzer takes on Joey Bax. Uh, you've got Mark Manalo facing off against John Sebastian. And Bombay Suarez is going to take on Peter Versosa. So that's all happening at PWR Live yeah. in January. Also, um, well, as early as now... We're going to be, get you excited for the Royal Rumble viewing party. It will happen. Yes, it's going to happen, and then there's going to be a, a huge twist. Yes. So January 25, again, mark your calendars. It'll be a Monday morning. Mm. Our friends from Fox will be helping us put this together. The Royal Rumble viewing party 2016 is happening. And number three, uh, of course, always subscribe to the podcast. Click download. Um, let us know what you think. And let us know how you feel about the podcast and everything we talk about. It's at underscore Stancy, at Row is War, at Caveman Camus, and at the SGP Podcast. And of course, we got to thank all of our friends from uh, the Mellow 94.7 studios for always letting us hang out here and record the podcast. And the boys and the girls from PWR for always, always supporting us no matter what. Okay. Now, uh, now that we're done, um, we can call it a week. And mm-hmm. we'll catch you next week for episode number 95. 95. Of the SGP Podcast. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the SGP Podcast. To get more from the voice of the modern Filipino wrestling fan, go to www.smarkhenry.ph.